SEO this week. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 103. So it took me a little bit of time to get this one fired off. You got busy doing other stuff and got distracted, so you kind of know how that life is. <laughs> but that's all right. So today we're going to go to uh, get right into the news. Um, just some cool things that I picked up from six particular sites. And then I was asked to go over uh, how I do silos. Uh, because if you, I don't know if you listen to Josh Brzezinski or not, but, you know, he's, he said that in his testing that silos don't work. Uh, but in my real life environment, I see them working just fine. So maybe it's the difference in how uh, we build silos that could be, um, would cause the difference in his testing. Um, but it's something that we can certainly go ahead and try and just kind of figure out and look at the different models, as it were, of uh, how to build a silo and how to get through that process. Uh, on an administrative note, probably a couple of weeks away from uh, getting a, a new look for us here this week. I'm actually going to flip this around, flip the desk around, uh, put a green screen up, and kind of use, I don't know if you've seen Ted, he is using uh, OBS to to broadcast into the Hangouts, which is kind of cool. It works, and then you can put the screen behind you. I wanted to do that. Uh, if you've seen me before, I've, I've messed around with that green screen a lot. So, um, But I'm moving, so I had, to, I had to find all my lights and all that madness. Uh, and we're going to get another computer. Uh, in here and throw it. Uh, actually, I'm going to spend nine grand to buy a, a Windows PC computer. God knows why I'm buying Windows, but I had to get us off dedicated servers. I got really good internet here, and we're going to push all our software tools right out of here instead of um, screwing around paying a server company. We're paying like $200 a month for server stuff. Uh, and at that point, I might as well just buy another computer running out of here, too. So um, it just makes it easier for me. So. Without further ado, I'm going to share my screen, and then we'll get through all these. Hey, Adrian. Nice to see you. Adrian's on the live chat. Yeah, that Palm Beach background is pretty cool. Um, let's see how. I don't know. Maybe I'll just do the whole tacky newsroom thing. That would be awesome. Not. <laughs> I don't know. We'll figure it out. Uh, maybe we'll find something cool. Let's see. And I find the right window so you don't see all the porn sites I'm looking at. That's a lie. I'm not looking at porn. All right, here we go. So the first one is uh, entrepreneuraccelerator.org. It's a pretty good one. Uh, last week, I think it was, or maybe the week before, someone was asking me how to find affiliate programs or more to the point how to find affiliates to promote you. Uh, and this is a, I think it was really timely that it showed up. You know, just kind of searching on it specifically, go for it. I just kind of found it in my feeds. Uh, and how to get affiliates to promote. You know, one of the things in here I think I talked about was really about networking. Uh, but there's there's also some things that could help support your affiliates. So you build relationships with the affiliates, find some more people, and then you can kind of build upon that. So biggest thing is this partner program webpage and the helpful resources. Uh, these two here, when I'm looking for affiliate stuff to promote, I kind of want it to be easy. Again, you don't want to just grab someone's cold emails uh, or processing funnel and then, you know, copy, paste and, and go uh, with it. You can just know that if you're sim marketing in similar areas, you're going to have an issue with uh, other affiliates showing the same email. Uh, but having all that stuff ready for you is really good because it allows you uh, just to get, it gives you the jump start. So hopefully that they've already tested it. They've done some kind of beta launch or something and tested the conversions on the stuff. Uh, but that'll uh, this that's one of the key things that you need to consider if you're going to have your own um, affiliate program is having those those materials ready. It, I, I as, as an affiliate want to come in and have banners done for me, uh, email templates already set up so I can just hack and copy paste versus starting over from the beginning. Um, everything that I need to promote your product should be in there uh, on that partner program webpage. 
you'll find some good affiliates uh, or some good product owners that are running affiliate programs to model that off of. And I'm sure you've signed up for a few of them uh, in the past that will really help you out and make this a little bit more of a better process for you. Excuse me. Sorry, had to cough. And then again, on the on topicing and reaching in and finding affiliates, networking, like I said, is probably the best. And just having some friends. There's some Reddit groups in here. There's some good lists in here that I haven't even seen. Uh, I checked out a couple of these groups. Just you know, it's Reddit, so be careful when you go in there. You don't want to get spammed or or lose your account because you ask the wrong question to the wrong people. Uh, and then there's some Facebook groups. A lot of these I haven't even seen yet before, so um, it'd be good, cool to try out. And this top-tier affiliate program is pretty good. It's got some directories and stuff like that, but it'll help you out. And the other one is JV Notified Pro. That one's got, like, some really good heavy hitters in there. And if you got an, an established relationship and you've constantly been plan out putting out products, that's a really good place to get. Uh, find affiliates and get on some people's lists who have uh, a, a lot of people on them and following them around. So there's that one, entrepreneuraccelerator.org, how to find affiliates, promote your products. Next is old Neil Patel, my buddy Neil. <laughs> a lot of people don't like Neil, uh, frankly, because he doesn't do SEO all that much. It's, it's kind of obvious that he is now the, the spokesperson behind a lot of these products. Uh, I actually, we hired the writer, one of Neil Patel's writers before, uh, and his good content. And I know that he's paying other people to write this stuff. No big deal. He's It's running the business. It's, it's business life. Uh, but it's not to just because it's Neil Patel to kind of discount this guy's content. So, we're going to go and look at how his ideas of how digital marketing will change in 2019 or his writers, however you want to look at it. Uh, but I think it'll be, this is pretty good content for you. Just kind of figure out and get your voice, your, your, you know, the old brain go thing going a little bit. One of the biggest things he pointed out here is voice search and saying that you know, SEOs don't read content about voice search because they don't want to hear it. And I think it's you know, honestly, uh, I'll raise the old BS flag on that. I think they, you know, as an SEO, I am interested in voice search, but I also look at my analytics. It's just like uh, mobile. I look at my analytics. If I'm getting 75 to 95% traffic from desktop, <coughs> then why would I go so far as to expand into mobile if my users are just not using it? You know what I mean? Uh, and you tell that by getting rankings and getting a lot of traffic and, and your users will tell you the advice that they're going for. Um, and then, but that being said, is also voice search. Now, I've used voice search myself. I'm sure everyone in here listening has. Uh, however, uh, I've always had mixed results. And maybe it's just, you know, what I'm using it for. Uh, but asking questions and stuff like that, I don't, I don't really do that. I'll just kind of go into and do a manual search in there. So um, we'll see how that goes. So there's voice search. Algorithms to update more. I think that's kind of a given. Uh, it, that was an easy one to, to guess. Uh, let's see. And then brand queries increasing over time. There's some good questions here. Uh, if you look about halfway down in the pages, Google no longer just look at the metrics. They're going to look at some of the things in the site. And how are they? Are they spending more time on the site, which is a bounce rate? They like to keep that low. Uh, are they bouncing off your site and hitting back? Was that was it the term ping ponging? Um, are brand inquiries inquiries increasing over time? We've actually increased some rankings, and then others just didn't do anything uh, by increasing our brand brand inquiries. So you know, digital ear on page guide, for example, that's a brand inquiry or just the brand name. Um, as you get more and more popular, you'll see those pick up. A lot of our bigger clients, most of their traffic comes from the brand name. Uh, and that's, you know, and Google kind of rewards them on the back end with more long tail stuff. So um, if you're doing CTR, CTR manipulation, try just doing it on, onto the brand and see how that works uh, for you or brand and keyword and see if it boosts up a little bit. Um, Holly Starks has tried a lot of stuff with GMBs 
and she's testing CTR to the maps. So uh, also another opportunity there for you, especially if you get a knowledge graph to pop or, or the map to show up uh, on your brand terms. Uh, so check that out and see how that works for you. And then site, uh, changing your click-through rate and optimizing your website a little bit more. I think that's going to be more valuable, necessarily, not necessarily for SEO. I think it's going to be more valuable for user experience. Uh, as a lot of people are kind of getting away from, hey, the more traffic I have, the more successful my SEO campaign is. And that's not really the case anymore. I don't, honestly, I don't think it ever was. Uh, I'd rather 100 visitors that are converting uh, versus 1,000 visitors that are not, right? So I think all of us can agree on that. And then our SEO has to kind of play into that and help that out. So um, so do you find the site more appealing? Make it prettier sites. Maybe that just don't work. Try an ugly landing page and see how that works. I'm coughing today. Uh, you can't build a company off of one channel. This is pretty good. Um, I'm going to kind of scan over it, but basically it's saying, hey, don't focus on just one thing. I used to just do Facebook, uh, and then I started SEO. I, I got SEO around the same time. I actually launched a Facebook course way back in the days uh, on how to generate traffic off of Facebook pages, and we were doing great. And then uh, Facebook kind of changed the rules on me, and, and I had to adapt, and I moved over to LinkedIn. And then LinkedIn changed the rules, and so I couldn't – so you have to basically the point is I'm trying to spit out here uh, is don't focus solely on one method of traffic generation. If you're doing SEO, do PPC at the same time and support your SEO campaigns uh, or do Facebook ads. Have multiple ways to get people into your business uh, and multiple ways to actually grow uh, your clients. Dropbox is a great example. Everyone knows it. They started giving away free stuff and built that thing like crazy, um, but they can afford to do that. So, but think about that and, and think about different opportunities. Be SEOs if you want to, but also have a, this is my also M uh, kind of thing going on. Uh, blogging doesn't work too well. He's actually got a really good point here. You know, back in the day I started writing uh, clintbutler.net and I was writing a blog post a day and I did it for a year straight. So think about that. You're writing every day for a year straight talking about SEO. Back then I was talking more about um, when I was in the network marketing and we were doing those, you know, uh, Mary Kay scam type posts uh, and writing those over and over and over and over and over and over again. Everyone is doing them and then it became, now I have to know SEO to rank them. But the point was it was kind of useless to me. Uh, at the end of the day, I did generate more leads from it. I generated some, but just not a whole bunch. Uh, and there was just so much information. There's so many people saying the same exact things over and over again. It just kind of got you know, convoluted. And frankly, as a writer, really tiresome. Uh, and I think this kind of goes into blogging doesn't work too well, like his drastic change. I'm not, I'm not sure that's a drastic change. Uh, Brian Dean has been doing single you know, like skyscraper posts forever and killing it. Um, so I think that's something you guys should consider as well. I know I'm going to start doing it. We're going to start ranking pages for primary term and then going for alternate also ranking for it. Um, so just do like a national level and then we're hitting local and we're actually uh, seeing some success from that. Uh, local rankings just kind of optimizing using architects. So it's pretty cool. And you just focus on search engines and new types of content. Duh. I think there's a couple new search engines, not necessarily new, but search engines we need to focus on in 2019. Uh, and one is Bing, and the other one is DuckDuckGo. Uh, as Bing, as Google continue to run more and more Roblox, they keep adding more ad space uh, and, and removing the organic searches or Bing and local specifically. Uh, ranks directories, so you have to do you do a search on Google, then you got to go to another site and do another search. People are getting tired of that. Uh, Bing is keeping up on it and putting a lot of local sites in their listings, so that's good for Bing. Uh, and then you have DuckDuckGo, and then also the obvious is YouTube. Hold on a second, I'm gonna kill the cat.
Oh, geez. All right. So then, then you have YouTube as a search engine. I think everyone knows that. Um, I think YouTube is going to get a little bit harder this year, too, just because people are spamming and doing the spin videos and all that madness. Uh, and at some point, it's just going to be you know, a pain in the ass. But uh, also, as if you're going to go to, to um, different search engine types, I would look into iTunes and Google uh, Play you know, for podcast applications and stuff like that. And then uh, conversion rate optimization. Kind of hit that on a little bit, but we should always be doing conversion rate optimization. A lot of SEOs are not good CROs. Um, that's okay. We just need to enhance our skills. We're given some tools. There's plenty of A-B testing tools out there. The free one, Google Optimize. Just go in there and play with it. Uh, and you can actually start testing your ranking stuff too. So um, that would be something that you guys should engage in. This post, I'm not going to go into a whole bunch. It's Search Engine Land, uh, Demystify Google Guide to Clicks and Impressions. It's a really good breakdown of the help publish document for the search console and some things that you can get out of it. You're going to find this really valuable just to read that data a little bit more and kind of use this uh, to educate your clients. You can go in here and take one of these things, each one of these points and turn it into like a, you know, a hundred word email. And now that's your part of your onboarding sequence. So I would, I would knock that out and then kind of educate yourself uh, a little bit too. Um, and just find out some of the other features that are in there and kind of how and why Google is saying what they're saying uh, inside your search console. This, again, there's, let's see, 11, 16, 20, 19 points. So there's 19 emails uh, and you can kind of expand for each one of your clients and just say, hey, this here is there. And now you have 19 days part of your onboarding uh, sequence because that first month is when clients are nervous. So you want to show that you know what the hell they're talking about, right? So throw that in there and create something like that. Authority documents for Google search. This is based off a of patent. I think you're going to enjoy this information. Uh, mainly what Google is looking for, destination outlinks to a number of documents that all mention the same name. Uh, I'm gonna use outlinks as part of the schema. Uh, that still kind of works. Um, and then, uh, you know, what's those quote unquote citations? So number of documents that mention all or part of the location and the business name. So you don't have to have a full structured out citation, um, you know, digitally in San Francisco. Uh, Etc. Um, those are citations that it's it's looking for. Brand linking is okay. And that's where kind of where that comes from. Uh, but city name and uh, and brand together, and, and that will help increase. Those are citations under this patent. Outlinks the uh, text matches, anchor text matches, a little bit different. Same kind of concept that I was talking about there. But again. Uh, it's the brand name and then the niche, right? So, and then partials matches of those niche keywords, pizza joint. Uh, that's a good one. I even thought of that one. Uh, and then, uh, let's see. Yeah, and the exact match to you. So, partial match, exact match, and then some kickoffs. Uh, so, it's looking for that stuff. Uh, so, if you're doing your, your backlinking, instead of linking just pizza joint or pizza restaurant, give it uh, a little bit extra uh, and focus primarily on the brand. It's good to remember also if you use PRs for link building like we do, uh, that'll help you out. Um, which might explain why Semantic Mastery's PR system works. Uh, and then there's another guy's Madge, his PR system works too. Because when we do all our linking, it's brand name or URL or brand partial match. Um, so Again, we kind of inadvertently hit upon that part of the 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 um, the patent. And then, if you look in here, it's the the domain name. Again, we use the domain a lot. I'm primarily building all our links to domain name, even internal. We use the domain name, so uh, something you guys could try out. And is associated with a single location. That's going to be this one's going to be the tricky one because you can associate it with the address, but what if you have Big Nick's Pizza Joint and it's got 50 addresses? Uh, and that's where 
And you have to make sure that your citations are all kicked in and you see that and your schema is right. So that's it. This is again, this is this one is actually one of his not so heady ones. So I think you know Jack this one. Uh, advanced content promotion strategies, read it, write it, promote it, read it, write it, promote it, read it, write it, promote it. That's how you rank it. Uh, so um, that's kind of what we do. And this was a pretty good SEO, this uh, social media distribution. I don't know why that that is kind of advanced. We've been doing that for ages, but I think most people uh, could be using some, you know, just a reminder. And just as a breakdown of how Kiss Metrics did it. Uh, and then a plug in to add OG data if you're not using Yoast anymore. Uh, news jacking to go viral. This was taught probably a couple of years ago. I forget his name. Derek is his first name. I forget his last name. Um, but he, he taught me news jacking. Uh, and it's pretty good. It still works. So yeah, you can apply it to, to your marketing. You can do, um, uh, we did actually, I did videos. Uh, you can find it on one on Digital Ear where there is a, a storm coming into Yuma. Uh, it started raining, and so I just turned it into and I news jacked it, and we got like 15, 1,600 views on a, on a video of the rain. Um, so something that you guys might want to do. Just remember, you're, if you're doing this for clients, <laughs> um, remember how you use their name or their brand, and uh, if it's getting controversial, I would check with them before you jump into that news jack and stuff. Uh, but again, it's pretty cool for traffic. Uh, Cora, bottom of the funnel. These are, I you know, Cora is pretty good. I use it to find questions to ask. Uh, I throw some links in there and stuff. But really, I haven't gotten. I won't say that I've gotten a whole lot of traffic out of Cora. I'm, I'm sure you can. You get lucky in the random. Uh, but most of these, from what I'm seeing, is the people, especially if you're doing this for SEO, if you're doing this for your SEO site, you're just going to find, like, this dude that asks questions and then goes in with this other one and answers it and gives them a link. Nothing wrong with that, I guess. Uh, but you, as another user, you go in there and answer the same questions, and you're going to find you might have some troubles, uh, unless you have some tools and kind of, you know, out-promote uh, the person and take over that question. So you got to play with it and be a little bit smart. There is, he is talking about some keyword tools or in, in the ads that are pretty good. So I check out the ads if you want to. Here's a simple ad. Uh, one of the examples, I haven't run core ads, but maybe try it out. You know, or maybe one of the users or viewers who are watching the show that, uh, that would be pretty good. Here's this was cool. I want to test this out. What they were doing is they were getting views right on a uh, on a post. So they turned this post into the ad, and then they got rankings as a result of this post. So they sent traffic through Facebook to their post, and at the same as a result, they saw a core. They saw rankings in Google uh, to get more traffic. So. Correlation is probably not causation in this case, but it seems kind of you know intuitive that if a website is getting more traffic and is more popular and Facebook sending stuff to it, um, that maybe Google would give it a little bit of credit. So we'll see how that goes. Um, I'm going to test that out. That, that seems pretty easy to test, and you can kind of do that on cheap, I would think, especially if you're just going for clicks. And then retargeting. Everyone should be doing some retargeting stuff. Why they're not? I wouldn't even know. You know, you know, even if you don't run retargeting ads right now, at least set it up so that you can start building your audience. Uh, and that's what you know, digital ear set up like that. All it does is sit there and build my retargeting on it, audience. Let's see. And then the last one is a blog. Uh, article types this is pretty cool, especially if you're just stuck in in uh, looking for some article types. I got these in here: roundups, how to use guides, comparison articles, and some final thoughts. If you know what digital marketer is, they actually have some templates. Go check those out. We use, and we use those for our writers. Just give them the here's the template you follow. Here's the topic. Do this one, uh, and that'll make your article writing and order process a whole lot easier. 
Um, and that's it. So I'm going to skip out of that. That's the news. If you guys have any questions about those stories, go ahead and ask. Here's me I'm using that WP curator in case you want to know how to kind of fill those in. And let's see. I'm going to. There we go. All right. So, again, if you guys have any questions about the news, those updates that I showed, uh, go ahead and let me know. And next, we're going to jump on to the tip of the week. And as I said earlier, we're going to talk about um, doing silos. And in order to do that, I have to minimize all this crap. I should have prepared for this a little bit better. Move this here. Move this here. Here. Erase this. And come on, you piece of shit. And I want to share. All right, so hopefully you can see my screen. And every time I click out of it, it's going to do that. So I'm going to, there you go. All right, so silos. What are the structures of silos that everyone pretty much does? So you have your page, right? Uh, and then you go down here and you're, you know, blog post one, two, three, four, right? One, two, three, three, and four. And then, you know, four links to three. Three links to two, two links to one, and this links to this. So you can do this, you can build this in, in several different ways. Uh, a lot of people do dink around uh, with this. Uh, you can build it with URLs. So URL slug slash one, and then two, you can build it this way. Two, three, and four. That makes for a really long and ugly URL. Or you can build it with your money page as the primary. And then one, you know, money page two, money page three, money page four. Or you can just do the interlinking and then not even worry about the URLs. Uh, that's kind of how I do it. So I have the money page, right? And then I will build my supplemental pages uh, with the same term. So let's, I'm just use, let's use Seattle. I'm typing with a mouse right now. That's really dumb. I need to get my pen working again. So there's Seattle, right? So one is gonna be Seattle related term. Two is gonna be Seattle related term. Three is Seattle related term, all the way up. So there's one way to build a silo. I think a lot of people know how to do that, right? Uh, if there's any questions about that one, now's a good time to ask. I'll clear that. Uh, and then there's the other silo version. I'm sure you guys have seen this one. one two, three. Horizontal silo or vertical. I'm not sure. There's a horizontal or vertical. You guys let me know. So one, two, three, four. And then obviously these all link like this, and then you're calling this a silo. And this is really more where you're using that URL, URL structure of money page as the primary, and then that's the alternate, and now that's my quote-unquote silo. Uh, and there's another way to do it, right? And then there's the way that I do it. So I do money page. This is the page that I'm trying to rank. And then I find some related topics. So 
We'll just do crap. Good enough. So one, two, three, four. So that last silo thing that you're looking at, right? Now here's where mine differ. All of them, like normal, link to the money page. And I always start off with four. And I'll add as I go. Once it stops working, then I'll do backlinks. But that's not another topic. But one will link to two and three and four. And the easy way to do this is a, um, you know, related posts. I don't even care if I spell it right. But then, so one will have the link. These three will be on here as the related posts. One, two, three. The same thing here. Number two has a link to one and three and four. So if you get it, you kind of get where I'm going here is each one of these links to each other. And then links to that. So now I have this big old thing here that's, you know, it's four to ten pages. I think the most I've ever done is ten pages. Uh, and then they all link to this. And then it boosts your ranking up. And at some point, you are going to see it stops working. You're not going to get another ranking increase. Um, you know, you can add one and it won't do anything. Then add another one. If it still doesn't do anything, you know, you've kind of built out your internal silo as much as you have to. Now, here's the cool part, and I got to erase all of this and rewrite it again. So, money page one, two, three, four. This is where I think most people are messing up. So, they I choose words that are probably going to rank or I can rank. So, near me's, uh, events near me. Uh, points of interest near me, you know, things to do in X kind of thing, those type of terms. And then I send backlinks to those that are related uh, to the city. So let's, we're back on Seattle. So we'll do Seattle. Damn cat. So we do Seattle and then uh, restaurants, right? So I'll send backlinks to this for Seattle restaurants. Notice the key is here is Seattle, and this is Seattle roofing for what is it, for example. The keyword is Seattle and Seattle uh, restaurants. So when I send my backlinks to this, is going to be Seattle or Seattle restaurants. But that Seattle is going to kick in and go here and throw, and throw relevance uh, through here. I don't have to build any backlinks to this page whatsoever. I do, depending on, you know, if it's personal injury attorney or whatever and obviously you're going to do that but for the most part i'm building all my backlinks here and i'm funneling through everything through these uh and it kind of protects you if let's say you use seo autopilot for example on one uh and then you use money robot on another one then you use X rumor on another one. Okay. And you start noticing a drop or something like that. And because you're smart SEOs, you kept track of your links and that, or you got a manual penalty or all the money robots stuff got de-indexed and all your rankings dropped. So you see that all your money robot links are gone. Your COP, your X rumor, and the other ones are still there, and your money robot links are gone, and your rankings dropped. You can delete all of those links, or you can just delete this page and all that, and it'll 404. Don't throw one anywhere, just 404 it, uh, and it'll delete that backlink. And you'll see this page come back up because you've taken care of Penguin. Penguin said, hey, these links are working, no, are still good. Uh, this one's in bad. And then boom, there you go. Or maybe you just had a bad day. You set up an R crappy and sent some panda through there. Uh, you can mind, probably you recover that way. Uh, and you can find that out using tools like uh, SEO 
what's that cognitive SEO or link research tools. We we use link research tools, more expensive. Um, but that is how you leverage these silos. And I think when Josh tested, um, I'm going to assume that one, he used the brand new testing domain like we're all taught, like we, like we do. The domain had no power anyway. Uh, and then we were sending, and then, and then sending links through. So if you have a have a domain with no power, pages with no power, and then you link those pages with no power to a page with no power, then obviously it's not going to work, right? Uh, so uh, I think this is where in a in a case of where single variable testing has kind of given us the wrong answer, uh, and we need to be able to prove that out. So how do we prove it out? I think we do that, build a domain with no power. Pages with no power, we're going to see some kind of result. Josh said he saw a drop, so we'll probably wait for that drop. And then we'll send links to this. Uh, and then probably, you know, again, maybe we'll just do it like that, a different tool, uh, send the same amount of links to it, hopefully. And then uh, I'll see if you see a jump. And then you'll know the silos work. I know this process works because this is how I rank uh, websites day in and day out, um, depending on the scale of the website. Obviously, you're not going to go in 100,000 products and make these for 100,000 products, right? But um, that's how it's working, and this is how a silo uh, will work for you too. So uh, try it out, and I think you're going to see a lot of benefit of it. And if you remember some of those newsjacking things, you probably – get some news jacking and funnel it through into that team. So that would be pretty good. So if there's any questions, I'm going to leave that up so you guys can see it, hopefully. Uh, and then as you guys type through questions, I'll go through the ones from earlier from the news. So a uh, question from Adrian Bulbosa. Would it be worth it to make Facebook ads to Amazon affiliate site? I think it would depend on the commission rate and the products you're promoting and your conversion rate. So how would you test that? How would you uh, figure out if it's valuable to you? Uh, use Google PPC and then optimize your conversions on your site. Make sure you're getting a steady conversion rate. Probably 25% would be a good goal. And that's 25% of people going to your site and getting to Amazon. If they're converting for that particular product, great. But if they're just buying something on Amazon and you're getting the credit too, that's also a conversion for you because you're going to make uh, um, money from it. But, you know, I think another one said, another viewer said commissions are too low on Amazon to cover the ad costs. I think that's probably correct. So you have to be really good at creating ads and keeping that ad cost pretty low uh, just to kick that in and see how it works. Um but again, if you're not, you know, like Steve Fantasia, one of yours referenced that saying he's 19 cents per click. I've seen people do it for five uh, or a penny a click. It still can and is currently still being done. Uh, but you you already, honestly, you have to know that market and drill down uh, that narrowly and know Facebook ads to make that right off the bat. So, uh, again, 150. 10, 115 bucks, throw it into Google Ads, test your conversions, make sure that there's actually impressions there, and then go knock it out on Facebook. Um, that way you're not throwing away a whole lot of money for um, affiliate stuff. I've done Facebook ads for affiliate stuff. And it's, um, if you do it without, without testing, uh, you're going to, you know, it's like whack-a-mole. So you're going to get lucky and you're going to hit one of them. Uh, but the other 10 are going to jump. So try it. Again, test it first. Test your conversions. Make sure the product has some, you know, some oomph behind it. And then send your Facebook ads. Uh, let's see. That looks like that's the end of the for those. And we'll get into the silo questions. Uh, you got your new silos for the SEO Ultimate Bootcamp way, if I'm not wrong. Uh, I don't know. I, haven't, I never took the SEO Ultimate Bootcamp. So I've been teaching these silos for three years now. Um, so I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure I'm not the only one doing this. Like all the SEOs on the planet, I'm sure I'm not the only one that figured out this stuff flows through uh, everybody. 
Uh, I know I've taken, let's see, who is it? Brian over uh, Maps Accelerate. And uh, Maps Liftoff, I think is Maps Liftoff Accelerate. He made, he he showed a really good way to find content. And then I kind of modified it into my keyword stuff for the supporting pages and relevancy and geolinking and all that madness everyone talks about. Uh, and I just added my own little twist to it. So, um, but again, I'm not the smartest person. So maybe it's, maybe it is in someone else's course. Cool. But I've never seen it. The ultimate SEO bootcamp, uh, like actually paid for it. I've seen it, but I've never bought it. Uh, how are effective are money robot leaks? I haven't touched them in months. I never use them on money sites. Uh, I use an example here, but there are some people that point them at money sites, but I've only used them for uh, map embeds and video embeds or boosting up tier ones. I've never actually uh, put it, uh, pointed a client site at it. I did it on uh, clintbutler.net. That was the one. I don't know if you guys know, but that one was negative SEO. I had 150000 porn and uh, pharmaceutical links and all that stuff. Google gave me a manual penalty because of those. I cleaned it all up. And all those links were still there, and but most of them were all disavowed. And because of the way disavow works, I actually ranked much better uh, after doing that. So whoever negated me, thanks. Um, and I've used MR on that site. And I saw, you know, it's okay. Uh, but you have to know what the sites are. It's web twos, and then mostly a lot of domains that the creator of Money Robot owns, and you're just creating subdomains on that, multi-link sites, etc. So, again, I, like I said, I you know use it for safe stuff that you really don't care about, and you're okay. Uh, where to buy? Next question is where to buy good and not too expensive links. I never sell. I never give out my link sources especially anyone that if it's good uh, and it's not too expensive then i'm never i'm never giving them out again never doing it um i've done that in the past and the link sources they were getting a lot of money uh from my promotion because you know they did me solid and i was ranking good and i wanted to help people out and then the next thing you know it was okay they're charging more and i'm getting way less out of the value for those links uh, so I stopped doing it altogether. I, I, I won't give a, a link seller. Sorry. So you have to f go find your own <laughs> and keep it to yourself. Um, it's great for the sellers to get promotions and stuff from their buyers. But at the end of the day, uh, the longer you keep working links secret, the better off you are. And if you have a private blog network, uh, keep it private. Don't sell links on it. And don't buy stuff on people's public blog networks uh, unless you have a way to recover if and when they get penalized because they're overselling links. Or just, you know, know that some links, you know, the more popular that they get, the more use they have, the less value they have. And that's pretty much every one that I give out. Like Matt Diddy, I used to use his links. Uh, got good results, and then he got famous, and then he was letting more and more and more people get in there. Um, and then that false scarcity, doors closed bullshit uh, that he was doing. And you're paying him a monthly fee to keep the links alive. Uh, and not only was I not getting ranking, I was just losing money paying him that monthly fee. So um, I just quit with him too. So him, uh, Michael Milas. Uh, I used to buy links from Michael. But again, as more famous you are and the more known you are for selling good links, the faster it gets burnt out. So. Uh, next question, any tips on indexing MR links? Here's what I'll tell you about indexing. As long as Google crawls them the first time, then I don't give a shit afterwards. Um, for the most part, I only follow, I only maintain indexing in my tier ones because those are really good links and I paid a lot of money for them or I'm going to make sure that they're in the index and they can get traffic. Uh, but MR links, I don't even mess with. So you get a tool like G index or index inject, whatever, send it over there and get Google to crawl some of them and you get some boostings out of it and then you're good to go. Uh, but if, you know, if you're using a mass link building tool and checking the indexing over and over again, you're doing it wrong. Um, just build them. Submit them to Google. If they crawl them, great. 
they know about them, they're good to go. You get power from them. Adria Babulsa's question, is there any difference in setting up schema manually versus using the highlighter tool in Search Console? Search Console, from what I understand, is adding uh, microdata format uh, versus the way most people write it is JSON-LD. Uh, if you're not sure the difference, JSON-LD does not display on the site, and microdata does. That's really the, the biggest thing to use those. And the, the write-out's a little bit different. My recommendation is that you kind of do a mixture of both. Uh, and Coro will tell you that. I've found a lot of cases that, that Cora has seen correlations between the use of microdata and JSON-LD inside of the schema or in the website. So why not go ahead and knock it out? And if it's a tool, that highlighting tool is going to help you out there. So go ahead and use it. I'm not sure. I haven't... Maybe you can answer this question, but I haven't seen the highlighting tool in the new version of Search Console. Uh, but I haven't clicked around in there either. So maybe if you've seen it, uh, let me know if it's in there. Um, they may be depreciating it if they're not going to bring it over into the new version. So, uh, and I expect that old version to go away pretty quick. Uh, let's see. And it looks like that's the last of the questions. And there's a suggestion from Dids. He said he bought a good link service from Black Hat World Forum. Uh, read the forum, check out the reviews, etc. Yep, you can find some really good tier one, tier two links over there on Black Hat World. Um, I would look at the seller's history. Are they creating one, um, one um, link service or do they have a whole bunch of them? If they have a whole bunch of them, then they're going find a whole bunch of domains, uh, sell them and then burning them out and then starting a new service, selling them and burning them out over and over again. If they're creating one service uh, and, you know, or then, or multiple services where they're setting up different packages types, you have a little bit more luck with those. So that's one of the things that I look for when I'm looking at Black Hat World. Uh, again, you want to be very careful with who you buy from. And if you're going to buy from Black Hat World Forum, uh, I always send it through a switch. So that's something that I can kill or redirect uh, just to be safe. Let's see, one more question. Uh, there used to be a guy that offers MR and GSA links on Connor. He used to buy, had awesome results, but gone inactive. You want to check on that marketplace? Yeah, uh, the GSA guy, he was famous. Uh, I know... A dude to train them. I personally actually helped that dude set up GSA to run. I know like 10 other dudes that helped them do the same thing. Uh, so just be careful with that. Uh, MR, there's still a guy. His name is Tony. I don't remember his last name. Peacock, I think is the, is the name. Tony Peacock. He's got a good uh, thing over at Conacher, especially if you're doing embeds and stuff. Uh, for maps and videos, check out Tony. He can do it like in mass. Uh, and those guys also have enough installs that they can send like 100,000 links to your website if you wanted it to try it out. Uh, but I know a lot of people are doing that. Uh, so you just have to be careful. Uh, GMB questions. Sweet. I like GMBs. I have a good GMB question. I am going to stop doing this. Sexy faces. I know you all want to see my sexy face. Let's see. I have a client that does not have an option to make posts from the GMB. Is there a way to trigger this? That's interesting. It might be their service model, the the uh, type of business, and whether they turn that on or not. Um, I would look into that. If you don't mind, just let me know what type of business it is, and maybe we can see if there's a consistency there. I got some buddies that are making, you know, two, three hundred uh, maps a month. So maybe they know. And then over and over the top, we make all kinds of maps, too. So maybe there might be something in there that turns on. Uh, maybe you're selecting a business category or something like that. That's turning that off. Uh, I, I can't say that I have had run into that myself. So that might be something to look at. 
how do I get the GMB listing show up as a knowledge graph for acquirers? Possible site is verified. Peter, yeah, that's a, uh, it's in the, um, it's a bar. It's a bar. We should have menus. Does it have a restaurant in the bar? If it has a restaurant in the bar, try to switch it to a restaurant. Yeah. Change the category to a restaurant. That's what I try. So you can get a menu. You can add a menu in there. Most bars, if just a typical bar, they're going to have hot wings and stuff like that, right? So um, you keep them fed and you keep them drinking. That's how you keep money in the bar. So I would look at that. Yeah. Contact contact for that GMB. I would contact Google. We, we are not doing any bars at Over the Top. Uh, we don't have any restaurants. Uh, so I can't tell you that. One will turn it on and one will turn it off, but that's what I would try to do. See if you can turn it on as a restaurant and start using menus. The category is in right now. Yeah, make it a restaurant. If they serve food, yeah, make it a restaurant in the UK here. Right. Because there's a bar and then the restaurant and the hotel, the inn, as it were, upstairs. Uh, which most of those are set up that way in Europe. So that's what I would do. Make it a restaurant. All right. So Peter's question is, how do I get a GIB listing show up as a knowledge graph for quarry? So the first thing you got to do is establish your brand, establish your entity. Um, I don't know if Jimmy Kelly, you've heard about him, or you talk about listening to Marco and Semantic Mastery. All the dudes are in there. Angel Cruz. They're all talking about establishing the entity, and that's the first thing you got to do. If you want Knowledge Graph to pop over there, you got to establish the entity. Uh, and in order to do that, organizational schema and citations uh, is really the fastest way to, to get that down. Look through the different. Um, Brand names that are showing, just type Google.com and look at look at theirs, uh, and you'll see like um, you know this right now. Start for Google. Look at their Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Have those inside of your same as a schema, uh, and then build out the um, the graph as it were so you can get a wikipedia page if you want to um, but mainly you're going for the gmb so have that gmb in there as your same as and twitter facebook instagram and linkedin to um, establish it as a brand and then do some ctr uh, work and, and play with getting more searches for your brand name and that eventually will trigger that schema, that knowledge graph. It is not by any means just given to you because you just because you're the brand and you have um, all those sites. You have to build the authority to the social profiles via linking. You have to build the authority of your domain. Um, and then eventually once it pops, now you have the trust of Google. Uh, and that's what you get to do. I'm gonna get. I'm getting ready to do the same thing. I'm getting ready to go through that again. Uh, I'm gonna actually rebrand Digital Ear. People can't say Digital Ear. It doesn't roll off the tongue. People, it's not famous for them. I don't know. It just, you know, it's just not good. It's not. A, I like it. I liked it, and I still like it. Uh, but you know, if I'm emotionally invested in in my business, then it kind of screws me up. You know, emotionally invested in Digital Ear, and I think that's what. Uh, it's, you know, it frustrates people and I talk to people and they're like, oh, I don't get it. And, uh, I get short with them. So <laughs> I need a new brand name and, and something that works a little bit better. So I'm going to relaunch Digital Ear, um, and into a new brand name. And when I do that, that'll be a good topic for SEO this week, uh, is how to kick in that knowledge graph stuff. And also rewriting my schema. Uh, those of you that are ordering on page uh, SEO service, those guys are knocking pages out left and right. Um, but we're doing schema uh, and we're going to make that a lot better. Um, to take it more advantage of stuff that goes along with it. 
Uh, and then we're also implementing some stuff that the guys over at Jimmy Kelly's crew are, are testing out too. So um, learning a little bit about schema and, and finding that out. And, and that's going to be pretty cool uh, for the future. Well, let's see here. How to optimize. That's the next question. Let's see. Ken Tippins. Bill Slosky has some great docs on entity building. Yep, he does. Uh, look him up. Look up Marco or Semantic Mastery. Marco talks a lot, so look up the Hunter Hangouts and stuff. They talk entity building in there sometimes, too. Uh, Angel Cruz, uh, he talks entity building. Jimmy Kelly's courses talk some entity building. There's a couple free ones in there. Uh, I think Angel's entity building is free. I'm not really sure. Uh, Brad and Mike uh, over at No Shits, I think was it No Shits SEO or some craziness like that. They talk entity building, so there's plenty of resources to get out there. But at the end of the day, you just need to do entity building. So, uh, good links from good places, making you look good, making you look real. So that's it. at the end of the day, that's how you kick that in. Uh, next question. It doesn't have a real name, but okay. How to organize a homepage for a site that have 100 equal value articles and categories and not a quarter? How to organize? Yeah, no fucks given SEO. Thanks, Adrian. NFG SEO. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Uh, let's see. How to organize homepage for the site that have 100 equal value articles and categories are not important. Can I have all article thumbs and excerpts in the homepage? Is that bad for SEO? Well, yeah, and it's stupid. Um, why the hell would you want to send? Here's how you should look at your homepage. Your homepage is really your business card. At, at the end of the day, that's 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 what it is. Your homepage is your business card. Sure, a lot. Of, if your only business is to sell. Chevy Camaros, and you, oh, that's the only thing you're going to do, and you're going to sell Chevy Camaros, you're still going to have an internal page selling the blue one, you're going to have one selling, selling the XLR, uh, ZL1, you're going to have one for the SS, you're going to have one for the RS, you're going to have one for the convertible, you're going to have one for the Copos, so your homepage doesn't need to link to all of those. It's going to be in your navigation, so why would you put all of those articles listed down there in your homepage? It's just... It's just Absolutely zero point to do that. Uh, and for users, that's just horrible, horrible user experience. Um, so I, I would highly suggest you rethink that plan. If you have some priorities, how do you, what do you, let's say you have, you want articles on your own page. Pick the three that are making you the most money. Pick the three that are getting you the most attention uh, and rotate those out based off of what your analytics are. That's what I would do. Um, three, four, I'd probably stop at five. Five is good. Um, but a hundred, a hundred is just, it's a bad experience for users. It's a bad experience for, you know, your silos and how you're organizing your structure of your website. Um, so I, I, I wouldn't do that unless it's just a blog. And then, you know, even then I wouldn't do it. So, um, yeah, you certainly need to rethink that one. All right, so I think that's all it for questions. Well, I'll give you guys the last chance to ask any more questions you have. Here's the uh, my final thoughts for today is, one, build authority. Two, use that list for content ideas. We all get stuck with writing, uh, and you need content for SEO. Content is king. Oh, um, content is supports your SEO program uh, and, and helps you rank for things because you have content now. Duh. Uh, and promote it and increase your brand awareness. You increase your brand awareness, you make ranking for a lot of other stuff a lot easier. And then also, SEO Fight Club is coming. I don't know if you know, but Ted Kabinsky over at Cora and Kyle Roof and I are all in a um, um, an internal chat where you're just kind of passing ideas back and forth, et cetera. Most of it is those two dudes because they're, you know, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here and they're up here because, uh, <laughs> you know, they talk really technical. Ted's a, like some kind of crazy engineer and Kyle's a past lawyer. So you can't bullshit a lawyer really because they're just masters of it. <laughs> so, but we're going to do a, another show and it's going to be called SEO fight club. 
and, and we're going to bring in results from more testing that they do. That's obvious. Uh, share our insights, etc. It won't be a recap of SEO this week. We are going to do SEO news, or else I wouldn't even agree to be a part of it. Uh, and I think you're going to get a lot of value out of it. Again, that's SEO Fight Club. I'm not sure the URL yet. I can actually look it up uh, while you guys pop some more questions in here. I'm pretty sure Ted gave it to me the other day. Looking, looking, looking. Um, it is going to be, yeah, seofightclub.org. Um, every Wednesdays at the same time as this one, so 11. So I think that'd be pretty good. So you get to hear me ramble by myself, and hopefully I'm going to find a co-host here soon enough. Uh, on SEO this week, then SEO Fight Club on, uh, on uh, Wednesdays, and then if you black hat, White Hat versus Black Hat on Thursdays. So you kind of have a, an hour break, something to listen to you during lunch for all three days. And get different insights and kind of make you smarter in SEO. Because, you know, I know a lot, but I don't know everything. Uh, and the way that I think of things may not be, may be different for someone else. And it gets your juices going. You can kind of combine all these models together uh, and have a really good, solid SEO program for your business and your, for yourself. All right, so while that's done, let's see. Ken Tippins, is this going to be your regular streaming time? Yep, Tuesdays at 11 11 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. That's me. Um, I was a little late today because I almost forgot about the show. (laughs) But Tuesdays at 11 a.m., that's it. Uh, you said something about a course viewer. I'd like to hear what you do end up creating it. Yep, I have. um, I already have the membership platform. Uh, set up I got once I do the rebrand the rebrand and the course and my software are probably all gonna come out all at the same time uh, the software is I kind of run into Roblox I'm not a programmer so I'm learning Python uh, at the same time to create this bot that will automate Cora maybe five users in Cora will actually use it so um, but whatever I'm making it because I said I was going to uh, and then we'll rebrand Digital Ear and launch the SEO course at the same time. Uh, when you find out, the, when you see the new brand, you'll see why I, did, I chose to do it that way. Um, just because it works. I got a good domain. Uh, looking forward to the Fight Club. I am too. I think it's gonna. It's a really good opportunity to just have all three of us out there together, um, you know, debating and just straight talking to each other. I think it's really going to be really good. Uh, do you have any recommendations for ranking videos? Trying to find one for YouTube videos. Oh, for rank tracking, sorry. I use um, Rank Tracker from SEO Power Suite. The link assistant, guys. Uh, let me show you. Tracker Link Assistant. This one, this one I use. Uh, I've used rank, was it Pro Rank Tracker, Microsite Masters, SERP Stats, crap ton of rank trackers. They're all freaking wrong. Uh, so I just go with this one. This is what I use. So you guys can plug in your YouTube videos, your websites, you can do different search engine types. Uh, etc. And this tool will knock it out for you. And there are some built-in keyword research tools and other other stuff in there uh, that will actually help you out in your marketing pro- process. Uh, so you're not just buying a rank tracker. I think it's really good. Um, is, uh, if it's, you guys already missed the Christmas thing, the Christmas time is the best time to get in there. You get like 60-30% off on the licenses. So uh, if you don't need the downloads of the PS, buy the cheap license and run it until the, you get a new break and then you can upgrade. Or you can buy it and get the normal one and then it'll offer you to upgrade it to the Enterprise, which was all the white label reporting and all that madness. So, um, But this is the one I use. I use, as a matter of fact, I'll show you. I use Rank Tracker. I use Website Order, Spyglass, and Link Assistant. Link Assistant for Outreach, Spyglass, kind of augment my backlink research, auditor, 
obviously, for obvious reasons. Uh, some cool tips in there I'll show you. Um, maybe as we go through, I'll go through these software tools and just kind of show you some tips how to leverage them. Uh, and then Ray Tracker. I don't use their uh, Buzz Bundle. I think it's garbage. Uh, I, they, maybe they've updated it, but from what I see, it's still, I don't you know, use it. Let's see. Yep, a couple of users here that are also using it too. Yep, Ken put it on his server. That's what I did. It's sitting on a server, and I have a copy on my house. The one on the server, I run it on a schedule, so every day it checks all the links, and there's like 30,000 links, <laughs> 30,000 keywords in that thing, and I just gave it some 200 uh, proxies, and it, and it does its own thing. Let's see, are lazy load images good or bad? They're good. Lazy load's good because it makes your site faster and it's easier to engage on your website. It's still there. It's still in the code. You'll still see it in the uh, in the HTML. It's in the source. Googlebot's crawling the source. Uh, so um, I think that's, you know, it, it's all it's going to do is make it a better uh, experience for your users, make the site a little bit faster, particularly when you're on mobile. So I would go ahead and implement lazy load if you have not done so already. All right. If there's no more questions, that's been just uh, an hour. So I think that's enough of me rambling on. And I thank you guys all for coming who are watched live. Uh, you check out the show at uh, digitalear.com. I'll drop the I'll let the, the link in the description to the post so you can see all the links to the sites that I linked to you today. And uh, hopefully you got something out of the schema stuff. As always, if you have any topics you want to talk about, drop it in the comments. I'll throw it in the bat next show or uh, if it's a really big one, I'll plan a little bit ahead for it and uh, let you guys know and answer your questions. So again, thank you very much. Hope you have a good week and keep an eye out for SEO Fight Club, Ted and Kyle. And I are going to bring it.